Word is new sexy. My fellow nerds, we have talked about it. We have hinted at it, but finally we are doing a full podcast on it. That is right. We are talking about Dragon Age, all things Dragon Age, Dragon Age 1, 2, and Inquisition. Uh, With me today, this is episode 37, and with me as always is Wildfire. Hello, everybody. And uh, yeah, so we're talking about Dragon Age, which I'm super excited about. I've said it many times in the past podcast. I've said it many, many times to my, my, my guests and my friends that it is probably one of one of my favorite trilogies right underneath, I think, of course, Mass Effect. Mass Effect being my favorite, this trilogy being my okay. second favorite. Well, it's only kind because, of made by the same people. Which, I mean, like, don't be wrong, the only reason why Mass Effect really does beat it out is because Mass Effect was a thought-out game of well, 1, 2, and 3. So was Dragon Age, but I think that they put yeah, more but thought into the character, But the character doesn't tie in through one, two, and three, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like in one, you're your you're character who you make, and then in two, you you play as Hawk, and then in three, you play as a character you make again. Yeah, but so, they all they all kind of, they do they do kind of tie in if you think about it. It's just a different kind of tie in. They do, and they, they tie it in during Inquisition. But again, like I said, Mass Effect just kind of is that overarching storyline forever. Bioware makes some of my favorite video games. They also make Jade Empire, which is the first game that I played, which is an old-school Xbox game. I don't know how many of you have played it out there. Uh, it's an amazing game. But, okay, so let's get into Dragon Age. Let's talk about Dragon Age. That's the whole point. Dragon Age Origins is actually the technical name. They never changed the name. That was actually the the, the name of the first game. Yes. Uh, and it was fucking amazing. I had uh, eight characters through eight different playthroughs. Because essentially... What it is is it's D and D. We'll get back to what I think it's D and D. We'll yeah. get back to that in a second. But like, yeah, the the, the opening cutscene. So you got Dragon Age One. So right off the bat, the opening cutscene is amazing. It sets the tone. It sets the premise for an amazing game, which I think every great game needs. And that is a a catalytic event that leads said hero into the reason why he is fighting. It gives you a moral a moral reason to be fighting and a purpose to be fighting. And in this situation, it's called the Blight. So. In this world, the lore is that... There's so much lore. There's so much lore, but we'll just do a brief overview from the first game, because this is all you experience in the first game, in the first Mm cutscene, is that that these are poison beings called the Darkspawn, and the Darkspawn's only want, their only job is to just destroy fucking everything, and they are led by an archdemon, which happens to be, or take the shape of a dragon. Um... There is lore, whether it is a dragon or isn't a dragon, but it's the shape of a fucking dragon, and it's badass. Oh, they call it the Old God. Right, the Old God. Now, there is uh, a group of all races, and in this world, the three races are dwarves, elves, and men. And all the races combined uh, this great faction called the Grey Wardens. And the Grey Warden's job was to fight the Blight, which is the end of the world, the Armageddon, the uprising of the Darkspawn, and take them out. So the first cutscene, you get the first, like, you, it's not the first Blight, but you see an awesome Blight. You see a bunch of Grey Wardens, you see this epic battle with Darkspawn, and, and then it's like, and now the time has come where the Darkspawn, and this leads you to your story. So, then, so you start your game, and you pick either just the races is Dwarf, Human, and Elf. Now, with those picks, comes your secondary choice. If you pick Dwarf, you can pick Dwarf Noble or Dwarf Common. If you pick Human, you can either pick uh, Noble or Wizard. And if you pick Elf, you can either be um, a City Elf or you can be a Wood Elf. Then you pick your class. Then you can either pick uh, Two-Handed Weapon, uh, Shield and Sword, Magic, obviously, uh, or Ranged Weapons. 
and and all that good stuff. And rogue is what it is. So yep. warrior, rogue, and all that stuff. Yeah. So now, what I love about this game, right off the jump, is this. I know this is gonna sound really weird, but it's just one of those things that makes a game, especially an RPG, it makes the magic of an RPG for me. And that is creating my character, literally picking the race, and then designing the face and the body structure and the voice and the tattoos and the beard and like you really get to like get a sense of like I get to make an avatar, I get to make me, and that is a big thing for me. I don't know why, like it's such a big thing for me. Put it this way, if I'm playing an RPG. And it's a 10, a 10 out of 10, solid 10 out of 10. But you lock me into being a character like Nathan Drake or Galat from The Witcher or any or like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Once you lock, lock me as that character, it loses a full point in the game rating for me. Well, like, you gotta you gotta give credit to those the games you did mention. Those you're playing you're playing a set character in, dra- in like games like Dragon Age Origins or you know games like that like Skyrim. You are making your own story, almost. You know, it's a set story, but you're still making it. Right, exactly. And that's what I love about Dragon Age is, so right off the jump, you get to make you as you are, and then you get this bitchin' origin story of how you come to be with the Grey Wardens, and they're all different. They're pretty short. They take about uh, 15, 20 minutes for each uh, like opening, they're, and they're all pretty tragic. But what what it leads to is a funneling system. You know, all the opening stories basically is the same thing. And that is, you meet the leader of the Grey Wardens. I believe his name is Duncan in the first one. That's right, it is Duncan. Uh, yeah, you meet Duncan, and he's like, "Oh, I think our paths will cross." Whatever, whatever, whatever. There's always a reason why Duncan's there. He peddles he's, donuts. Yeah, so, he is. So he really is. No, he peddles. He, he's he's peddling donuts. But no, what he's really doing is he's recruiting yeah. Grey Wardens or looking for Grey Wardens. Turns out through whatever your opening storyline is, it leads to you becoming a Grey Warden, or at least going to the trials yeah, because, of the Grey Warden. Because if you're a human noble, he's actually after your brother, I believe. Yeah, And then yeah, something yeah, happens, exactly. you know, uh, something happens, uh, I won't I won't give it away too much, and then it's like you're the only survivor, and they're like, oh, well, uh, I'll settle for you. Exactly, uh, and like, and the stories are all good. They're all very compelling, all and they the make it great. Stories, yeah. Like, the, 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 the City Elf story is one of my favorites, and the actual noble dwarf are like two of my favorite opening opening scenes they're really really fucking good yeah, that was one of the games that i really liked the magic system yeah the magic system was really well done and we'll get into that of course too which it, it the playing a mage in the game it really just it really just shows you this is how fucked up <laughs> some of the some of stuff the stuff is in this world yeah and, yeah, yeah. And it was just and oh all seven stories funnel into you going to uh, ostagar and there's this mm-hmm. going to be this great battle at Ostagar where they're basically thinking it's a blight and King... He's just like one of those characters you want to forget because he's this young, stupid man who's just... He wants his moment. He's looking for his moment of glory and he thinks this is it and he leads his men into an unwinnable battle uh, which ultimately leads to his death. Well, he thinks uh, it's jump. a winnable battle, but it's right, he does. they don't he have enough that. information. And this is a sad part. Loghain, who's, who initially when we'll, you'll find out as a traitor, is right. He, they, they should he is right. Well and, well, and we'll get to that. So yeah. what happens is, yeah. So actually, yeah, you, you actually go through the joining first, which is dope. So the joining, and lots of spoilers, by the way. We gotta say that. We yeah, gotta say spoilers that. Spoilers like, everywhere. So Sunrise, if you're listening, don't listen. Yeah, don't listen, please. Um, so the joining, what 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 ends up happening is you find out that to join and fight the darkspawn the reason why the gray wardens are so good at it and the reason why they've been so good at it for it's like successful at destroying the the darkspawn is because they drink the dark spawn blood so it kind of when they're joining it's almost like they become part 
darkspawn without being darkspawn. You even have dreams about like the 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 darkspawn and the, like the dark and the light the, and the archdemon oh, and yeah and the oh. archdemon or the yeah. But the problem with the ceremony is that it, it could kill you. Yeah. Like and, and as a matter of fact, during your joining, there's three of you guys. Two which of them is don't super, make it. Yeah, there's a super great scene where where one of them, the first one's a brave dude. He's a knight. He's like a badass. He drinks the liquid and he dies. And then one dude's like, "No, fuck this shit. I'm not doing this." Yeah, and, and, and I love and Duncan, that. I love and Duncan's, that. I, I love that too because it shows like it, it's re, it's reality. There would be a guy that'd be like, "No, yeah. I'm not drinking dark spawn blood. I'm not dying for this. Like, fuck that." Really, that does that to me? No, fuck you. I'm leaving. Guy, guys, yeah. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, exactly. And so when he tries to dip out, Duncan like pulls out his sword and just guts him. And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah Duncan." And then you drink the dark spawn blood and you wake up and like, "Congratulations, you fucking made it through the joining." I think I think and, Alistair even goes like, "Oh, it's just one this time," you know. And that was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like you find out that it doesn't kill a lot of people, but like apparently it's not uncommon for people to freak out and like try to dip out. Yeah. So like so then you learn the battle plans, and the battle plans is that this great battle that the king is gonna lead the battle against the, the dark spawn. They're gonna fight him head on. King Kalen. Kalen. King Kalen. So King Kalen is like I'm gonna fight these guys head on. Logan, who has the second biggest army, you're gonna flank him when the great wardens light the signal fires, and we're gonna outflank him. Yeah, and you're like, cool. This sounds like a fucking great plan. And this is why I love this game is because the cutscene of oh, the battle and is the music, fucking, the and, music, oh, it's so intense. It's so good. It's like yes. It's like it's a it's a it's a such a big nerd boner, and you're just watching this awesome battle, and then. You see the and and your job is is as a great warden. You're, you're you're fighting your way. You're battling and you light the fires, right? So the fires are lit, the battle's going on, and then you see Logain with his entire army and his generals like, "Do we proceed?" And he's like, "Deuces, bitch, I'm leaving." Yep. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck that, I'm out." Sorry guys, let let him. And then and you watch did. in this cutscene, you watch your care these people that you've come to love die. Horribly. <laughs> Horribly. Not just, yeah, not just like, oh look, he got he got stabbed in the face. No, it's like King Kaling got picked up by an ogre and snapped in half. Like oh. it is fucking brutal. It is a brutal cutscene. So Don't then you get shot with like an arrow or something? Right, yeah, it's oh. Duncan gets oh Duncan gets fucked up. So now it's you and Alistair and you wake up, right? You wake up in the woods, and you're surrounded by you're you're in this well, woman's you, you cabin. Get saved by somebody, yeah. You get saved by somebody. You wake up. You just all the last bit of the cutscene is you're in the tower, and the dark spawn is rushing you, and you're like, "Well, we're gonna die here, I guess." Yep. And deuces. then suddenly, yeah, it, yeah, you're like fucking deuces. I'm gonna have this apple. I'm gonna have this apple teeny. And I'm gonna die. Like that's. Like that's what happens, and then you wake up in the woods. You're in this cabin in the woods, in the middle of the the, car, the Carcathy Wild, and you there's this woman, this old witchy woman named Flemeth. Uh, you by Flemeth, and Flemeth explains like I saved your life, da da da. Take my daughter with you on your adventures, but the whole time you're sitting there like, well, what the fuck do we do, Alistair? Because like Alistair's like the senior Grey Warden. Turns out, find out that he's only been a Grey Warden for like eight months longer than you, <laughs> and you're like the last two Grey Wardens, and you gotta. But he, he explains like, like Duncan told him what they were gonna do, and that was invoke the right of. Uh, inscription, or inscription, inscription, or inscription, which is they're gonna go to all the major cities and call for soldiers to rally against the blight because they have these these treaties. So now it's your job to take these treaties to each town and fucking get them to sign. But every town you go into has a, of course, every town you go into has a fucking problem. And of course, just like any good video game, they're not gonna be like, yeah, we'll help you. No, it's like, no, I'm not gonna help you until you do this for me. Well, it doesn't help that Logan is also against you. He's trying. He knows that, yeah, at one point he knows that you're alive. You know, and the, the beauty, the beauteous part of this is that the, 
right after you you meet Flemeth and stuff, you go to a you go to a town, and this is how you know the Darkspawn threat is a fucking thing. You know, you go to this town and everyone's freaking out. The person who is in charge of that land is gone because he wants to live. Right, and the worst part is, is now Logan is, and and when you also when you wake up, you also find out that Logan not only is working against you and the Grey Warden, but he betrayed but you. But he's actually lied. trying to steal the crown like he's basically trying to be king well he betrayed no yeah he betrayed you and then he lied saying that like you know yeah like king Kalen was a it was like a yeah. dumbass and like which he, he kind of was but you know what if if Logan did go in in my opinion i think that they might have had a chance yeah well you can you can play those ifs and buts because as the game goes on you kind of start seeing yeah uh, Logan's point and that is look the numbers were 10 to 1. We didn't have any advantages. We didn't have the high ground. The only thing that we had advantage was is that we were coming from behind. Now, that is a significant battle damage when you've got front and back. Any any good strategist will tell you that that is a, yep. like, a key thing for victory. You're also fighting Darkspawn, who are basically fucking demons from hell. And they come up. They That's, come up from the ground out of nowhere. And they, come up, and they come up from the ground, and that is fucking scary in itself. So again, so yeah, so it's like you can kind of like argue that Logan had a point and it was good that he saved his men because he saved all of his men and he saved him for a bigger battle. But also the, the motivating factor for Logan is he didn't believe that it was an actual blight. Yeah. That's his big problem is he doesn't believe it's a blight because the Darkspawn have been a problem. King Kalen dies. All, you know, God saved the queen. It's now the queen, his wife that's, that rules. No, 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 there's nobody. No, there's there nobody. is a queen, dude. You forget. No, you forget. No, no, no there's you, not. I oh, promise, God. I, will I bet, swear I will, to God. I will bet my nerd card on it because Logan okay. had no heirs. Look it up. Look it up. She was not married Look to it up, Logan. dude. Your nerd no. card is gone. No. Look no. It Look it up. No. I'm looking it up right now. If you're wrong, you got you got to admit to everyone listening. Okay. Fuck, I was wrong. Oh, whoa! What, look at that. Wildfire hold one on, was right. Wildfire. Uh, yes, you hold my nerd card. Yes, I was confused. My fucking bet. Anyway. <laughs> go on. Anyways. So anyway, so you you go to the first town. You find out that the darkspawn are ravaging the town. The first thing you run into when you go into this town is these are these are these fucktard bandits who try to like yeah get try money to like, off you like, yeah. Just, no, There's a toll, you know, like, that like, kind of thing. You're going to pay us money to cross this bridge, and you're like, fuck you. So <laughs> yeah. So here's here's why I say it's like D&D, because when, when you actually do the level-up system, it's much like D&D, where you've got strength, constitution, willpower, intelligence, um, you know, and you can put those points into it, which makes for a great game in itself, because, again, you have dialogue when you talk to people. When you talk to people, you actually have many different options of how you want to talk to people, which, again, in turn, affects how people talk to you. It yeah. affects how much information well, yeah. Even even what you are affects like if you're a exactly. mage they'll they'll respond to you accordingly if you're you know exactly. a noble they'll respond to you if you're yeah. if you're an elf now what's really cool is they go into what I love about Bioware is and I'm gonna totally like I'm gonna be sucking Bioware's dick this whole time because I love that they write realistic games they love to put in every aspect of, of human life as we know it today and that is like they have gays and racism and sexism and classism and socialism. Like for instance, like he's talking, like we're talking about earlier, in this world, race is an issue. As a matter of fact, or even if the, you're a magic user or not, actually. Exactly. Yeah. But in this world, the racism is against the elves. Yo, as a matter yeah, of the, fact, as a matter of fact, they don't even call you an elf. They call you the racial storm of knife ear, which is well, they really say bad. that, and I think they say drow or drow or I forget. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, they, like they, 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 have, or whatever. They, they have quite a few. As a matter of fact, in this world, like I said, there's two elf opening stories. There's the elf. Wood, which is like the free elf people, the natural elf people. They stay and, in their flock unless yeah, they fuck up yeah. or there's too many magic users, but we'll get to that. Exactly. And then there's the 
there's a city elf, which are basically literally slaves. They live in slums. They work for all the nobles. They don't get paid. They're, they're basically cattle. They're traded. They're like sex slaves. As a matter of fact, that's, oh, what's, yeah. sad, that's what's so sad about the, the, the elf city elf story when you open up is that you, on your wedding day, your wife gets raped and murdered by a nobleman and yeah. sends you on a kill crazy rampage and yeah. you just slaughter nobles. Which oh. is fucking awesome, and then there's a big, and there's a big riot. There's a big riot in the slums during that point, and all the city elves kind of riot against their against the nobles because of this situation. No, and no. you have to, you have to leave, and that's how you end up with the great no, warden. If you've never played as an elf, and you've played as all the other characters, which I have. Well, you don't know what the fucking riot's about, so it's like you exactly. get this, you get this, you get this little extra uh, storyline that comes in. Like there's certain things going on with the dwarves. And uh, the dwarves are trying to find their new or find their new king because some exactly. their their king died, and you got like two big houses fighting each other, and you get a little bit of story, that story too, you know, and you got and you get a little more hell. You get to meet uh, you get to meet the Logan's right hand man, like the guy yep. who basically yep. fucks over the the uh, your family as a human because you're a noble, and that's again what we said. Yeah, earlier. and and that and yeah. that is why I love this game because there's so many nuances. Like when you play like an like when you play like a, a wood elf or a, 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 a forest elf and you go to the first city where the riot happened the the people in the city the the npcs the computer players will talk about the riot and you're like what riot what happened what the fuck's going yeah. on and you can't and then like because it's and the city the elves and the city elves will talk to you and be like listen you don't understand you you wouldn't understand our plight because you're a fucking wood elf you wouldn't understand like you don't understand the, what's going on in, in the cities you're because free. you know we're, we're yeah we're slaves you know we're, we got exactly we, yeah it's not but they kind of there's a there's a majesty about it, about the about the elves in the game too, which is great. Even the, even the there the really elves. is because and, and and the elves become the elves become especially the wood elves become way more prominent in the the, the third game than oh. in the first game. Oh. Um, well, the, the, the oh, first they, game they they're pretty good because I said in the first game I've done that's them where all. you first find out about the damn uh, the damn mirror dude that comes exactly. into play. The mirrors, yep, the mirrors are in the play in the first one. So all this, so so here you are, this great warden trying to like unite the world against what you know is the greatest threat, and that's the dark spawn while trying to do this political shit with Logan trying to seize power with his daughter being the rightful queen and Alistair your best friend who is also a Grey Warden turns out that he's a bastard son of he's a brother of King Kaelin but he's a bastard brother so he has no real claim to the throne by technical like throne so there's so there's all this intrigue and then you also add in the chantry and the mages and their drama and the dwarfs and their drama well, let's get in let's get into go. before we get into more of the story let's let's get into some more of the lore of the uh the chantry and the mages and all that stuff the chantry there's so what the, so there's something oh, man. called there's something called the chant of light okay magic is to serve over man and not to rule him yes exactly oh, and you get to God. hear that quite a bit and it's basically like uh look at it like modern like religion these days and i'm not going to get into that too much but and they say it all the time and, it, and it's all it's all around this this one person who uh basically i i say it's their jesus andraste andraste who was their jesus she died in a fire she was cleansed in fire and returned to the maker so i mean that sounds like a jesus story to me and it, so the, the so the, the lore the lore of the of the religion is this and that is there's you. the maker there yes. there is the there's the maker the maker is god um andraste was the most holy of holy women while she was on earth and she was even the bride of the maker 
Um, now, so the way this works is the way what the darkspawn, how the darkspawn were created by basically the chantry lore is this: is that is a bunch of mages, and this this is why the chantry is so against magic. A bunch of mages, I believe it was there were nine. Like there's nine of them or something like that. There was, was like, I think it was nine magisters from uh, Taventer. Yeah. Taventer, exactly. What they did is they used their magic so well that they cracked open the gates of heaven. And they entered the realm of heaven as mortal men. But when they entered the realm of heaven, they corrupted it. They corrupted heaven because no mortal is supposed to enter heaven. And through their corruption became the dark spawn, and they became the first dark spawn spawn to spread the blight well, remember so that because we're going to get into this later on yeah yeah yeah. we will get into this now so basically i think the ultimate evil was created by the ultimate good in that sense the way it's it's said in the chant and or and or uh the actual lore itself is that that the dark spawn is our own is a curse upon ourselves for trying to re it's like the tower of babel we're trying yeah, to trying reach, to reach god yeah. They're trying to reach the Almighty, and, and for that, they were shunned by it. Now, we're going to get into that way later, so remember that piece, because it's really important about the whole cracking of the seal and, and, yes, it's, it's and very, all that stuff. And there's so um, much to talk very, about. Very but, we're, but that doesn't get it. We're not going to get into that until we talk about games yeah. two and three. Yeah. But so sticking to the first game, so you get all this lore, you get all this. And as a matter of fact, in the first game, you can actually, there's a mission where you have to heal somebody. And to heal them, the only thing that will heal them is the ashes of Andraste. Andraste, actually, which come in... Oh, that again oh. comes in later on. So because of that, mages are already looked at and in a, in a negative light because mm -hmm. it was mages who cracked the seal. So magic should not be, is already looking to be thing. Now, in this world, magic does exist. You can throw fireballs, you can throw lightning, you can summon the dead. You can go into what they call uh, the Fade. And the yep. Fade is like a dream world, but it's also where demons exist. And the problem is if you're not a good mage or you're not protected in the Fade, you can be corrupted and basically possessed. Think of possession is the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's a great way of putting it because... Yeah, it, it, it's playing as as a mage. It explains it wonderfully. Yeah, it really does. So, so the the circle. That's where the Templars come in. The Templars. Are, so the the way they look at it is okay. We can't get rid of magic users because magic exists. It's much like Harry Potter. You are born a wizard. You you can, if you don't have magical ability, sorry for you. You will never have it. It's, You're you born can, you, with magical ability, and it kind of manifests as you get older, and it gets yeah. stronger, and you have it you have a certain bills and so in this world if you're shown to be a mage you have two choices you have the politically correct societally correct thing and that is to go to this the tower of of, of magi the circle of magi excuse me the circle of magi oh, it is a tower can, so you can't it is a tower yeah. it is a tower but it's but also think hogwarts it's the school for wizards more or less um, but it's it's less you have a choice you it's either you do it or you become a, a yeah. And, and that's the thing is, and, and during that, well, what's even worse is they control the mages so much that on your, like, when you become a mage and they're like, okay, you can leave the circle of magi, you're no longer a danger to society, we taught you how to use your powers. By the way, to leave, you have to do this blood ritual where we get some of your blood and we put it into a phylactery, which we can trace you wherever you go. Yeah, now this is where it gets fucked up. Say you're a mage... And it doesn't work out. You're in you're in the um, you're in the circle of magi, and you're you're training. Oh, and it doesn't no. quite work out. They have a little they have a little thing oh. called making you tranquil, and it basically oh, takes away all of your emotions. Playing as a mage in the first like is in Origins, your best friend becomes tranquil, or actually he runs from becoming tranquil. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And it's all because he fell in love with some chick or something like that, and. and he 
it's used blood magic to get away. Yeah, and, then yeah, yeah, blood, and blood magic, that right there is like the worst of all worst, according, uh, you know, as, as it's looked upon. Uh, well, again, it's again, it's, it's it's who you ask. If you talk to Morgana, blood magic is just another form of magic. Yeah, it's, well, it's, that's how she was, it's how, how she was brought up. It's, it, but it's also how you use it. Yeah. You could use blood magic to for good things, but you could also use, most of the time, blood magic is used for evil things. It's very well written in the storyline of, of this of this lore. So you got the Templars who basically watch over them, and there's this, this underlining tension between the the mages and the templars and mages and normal people well, the templars and are then, the watchdogs they're the ones that and if if a mage fucks up and ends up running and becomes an apostate who goes after him templars. and and templars drink lyrium which is like a magic potion basically to you know just like any D D character to uh, help your magic but they drink lyrium as like a defense against magic so they're like literally designed their whole purpose they say their purpose is to watch over them, but their real purpose is to kill them. Like that's uh, what it, more or less. Make sure they don't get possessed or turn to the dark side. So, but yeah, and lyrium. Just so you guys know, lyrium is basically a, a, a mineral. It's mined. It's a dwarven thing. Uh, think of it like this. The best best explanation, in my opinion, is it's like uh, the live stream in Final Fantasy. Okay, Final yeah, Fantasy said yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, uh, materia. Okay, it's 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 um, it not not quite like materia, but it is like materia. So, uh, and only dwarves can really touch it without getting a really bad. They don't go fucking crazy. Dwarves, if they can they can be around it a little more, so they're mining it mostly. So, they, what happens is these uh, Templars get a potion. They take these potions and they get addicted. There's an addiction. And yeah. It's an, a bad yeah, addiction. It yeah, even bad. If you're a Templar and you're a Templar for years and years and years and you're on it for so long, you start forgetting who you are. And, you know, you know you're a Templar. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. You want to kill some ages? So it's it's crazy, this, this, this world they put up. And again, every decision that you go into is not... This is why I love Bioware. Again, let me just slob their knob. Every decision you make in the game isn't there isn't a right or a wrong answer. It's a moral question. It's who do you side with? Because every as every town that you go to to uh, do the right of inscription, there's always a situation. For instance, when you go to when you go to the woods to, to get the wood elves, you can get the elf, but you find out there's a storyline where there's werewolves, and you find out the story of the werewolves and that where werewolves came from, and you can side with the werewolves, you can side against the werewolves, so you can either you can side with the elves or you can side with the werewolves, and these are the people that are going to be in the last battle, and who you decide with is all a moral question when you as as you play through the storyline. Yeah, it's, it's actually moral to you, like what's your? It thing. is. It's it's, it's 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 very much your morals, and it's 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 fascinating to watch people play the game and be like, because I tell people all the time when I play a Bioware game, when I play a game where there's choices, I don't want spoilers. So I do for, I do apologize for all the spoilers in this uh, in this podcast, but when I play them, because when I play them, I always go, okay, I'm gonna make my first character, and he's literally gonna be me. I'm gonna put myself in this video game, and I'm gonna make the choices that I would See, that's, legitimately that's make. That's what I do too, and that's a great way of going about it. Now. Also, what was what wasn't mentioned, like especially for certain certain things that you can or can't do in the game, you can like there's a persuade skill kind of thing. If you don't have that leveled up, or if you make your character a certain way and you want to save, you know, so and so's life, and you want to, you can you can talk you can talk people out of shit. Okay, well if you can't, guess what? You're gonna have to fight, and the possibility of so and so dying is there. So there's. Uh, there, there's more than one way of skinning a cat, so to speak. 
Exactly. And and while you're going through each town, you're building a party, a bigger party. And and what's great about the party too, and again why I love Bioware, is while you're building the party, the party can like you or dislike you. And while they like you, if they like you, they tell you more about their past and you get side oh, missions. But Sten or whatever? Oh Sten. Sten yeah, was Sten. an amazing I yeah, love Sten. getting to know that character. He's a hard one to get to know. But oh, yeah. Like, I don't like the gender bend either, but there's some romances that you can only get. And again, this is why I like Bioware, because you can romance anybody. Yeah. People swing both ways. Alistair's, Alistair's <laughs> bi. Zephyrin is gay. Uh, Sten is, is straight. Yeah. Uh, Morgan is bi as well. I but mean, Morgan people. is the easiest one to get in her panties. Oh, Morgan is a whore. Morgan, she oh. Whore. But if you get her to love you, the story is fucking oh, awesome. So good. Love me a good whore. So I, I, and, and she's Morgan's super hot. fucking sexy. She's fucking hot. She's, oh, she's so hot. And there's a great love scene, and you get to see her boobs and her ass, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it gets kind of adultish. Yeah. As the story progresses, you know, you, you, Oh, you get to find out where Darkspawn come from, like oh, how they so. how they how they replicate, you know. Well, and, and that's another thing about the storyline. As the storyline progresses with the Darkspawn and the Grey Wardens, you find out the curse of the Grey Wardens, which eventually the curse of the Grey Wardens of being a, like the downside to being a Grey Warden is yeah, you are uh, this ultimate warrior, but if you live too long, eventually you go. You have to die. You, you well, basically, you in, in essence go crazy, and what happens is you eventually go down to the deep roads. And you just fart, you fight Darkspawn until you die. Yeah. That's what happens to him, which is super crazy because now the Deep Roads, now in good old-fashioned lore, the dwarves in this world... Oh, this is awesome. Under, they live underground, mm -hmm. and the Deep Roads were all made by the dwarves. So they live underground in these monster underground tunnels. Think like, think like this, okay? The Deep Roads are basically a big part of the dwarven kingdoms. Like, when, it, when the dwarves basically ruled everything underground now the darkspawn basically took think like moria from uh, lord of the rings in the deep roads connected everything it was everything and so, so here come the darkspawn and where they come from first they come from underground so they hit the deep roads first so because of that the dwarves suffered so there's only so much of the deep roads that they remember and this is you know years and years and years past so they come up, and if this is like what blight number one, of course, right after the magisters fucked everything up for people. Right, right. Well, the dwarves, like, so the dwarves are uh, two things. One, they're immune to lyrium. That's why they can mine it. Yep. And two, they've been fighting the darkspawn for ever, basically. Like, literally, they have been fighting the darkspawn because they come from the deep roads. Well, they first. even have like a special unit. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, that just goes out the deep roads and just fucks up Darkspawn, which mm -hmm. is fucking, which is fucking crazy. Um, so again, like again, the lore of this game is amazing. So eventually, you uh, we're gonna fast forward a little bit uh, for time. Eventually, you get all the you get all these decisions. You make your party. You get your war assembled. All the while, gaining leadership and friendship, and you're bonding with these characters, and you're loving these characters, and you're getting into the intrigue and all the fucking great nuances of the game. We got we gotta talk about the, how the Darkspawn are created or how they replicate. Well, I, I, we'll get to the lands meet in a second. I know we got so much time, but uh, this is a big fucking... Uh, we can get away with a little more time. It's Ogren, who's, who's basically, who basically married into greatness. Uh, his, his, his wife is, a, is what they call a... Uh, a paragon. A paragon. Thank you. She's a paragon, which paragons are basically this. They're people who have achieved greatness. Life. Albert Einstein of their of the dwarves is pretty yes. much. Yes. So yes, yeah. something like that. She was so she was granted paragon status. 
and they almost look at them almost godly, you know, like, oh, our ancestors are looking upon us. And they, when they say that, they mean the paragon. Something happens. She goes to go look for something. Her and her group basically break off from the dwarven, you know, uh, bullshit that goes on, which is basically, I want to be king from two different parties. You start realizing that Darkspawn blood does a little more to you than just kills you. Yeah, it makes you a dark spawn. Now it's not you per as you as you go deeper into these tunnels. One of her, one of her, like I, her lesbian or you know lesbian lover, in this starts. You start hearing her sing about how they basically ate the males. Yeah, as in they ate dark spawn, and this created the, one of them to be a queen. Which they give that all they do is give birth to dark spawn all day long while they're get, probably getting fucked. It's pretty. It's pretty clear about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the fucking is clear in this the game. The fucking is clear. There's definitely. They're getting impregnated. Well, anyway, you have to fight this bitch. She's got like twelve titties. Oh, and the tentacles, and, and like the they come out of the ground. Oh, it's so yeah. creepy. It's, it's, it's so creepy. Fight. And you know, so and it, it, it's just you feel like it, it's almost horrifying. And no, not very many games can do that, especially RPGs these days. But uh, okay, after all that, you get everyone together. Everyone kind of goes. Everyone kind of either, you know, one way or another agrees to join as a battle, and you're going to this lands meet. You end up, you end up fighting low gain specifically because you fucking you come to the lands meet and you're all aggressive. At least my character was because that's the way I play games and that's the way I would be. And you're like, fuck you, Logan. You're a traitor. You dipped out on us. You fucked us over. And I'm here to fucking kill you. And I don't <laughs> give a shit. Like that's like literally that's what you say. And he's just sitting there drinking his apple teeny, and he's like, no. Fuck you. I didn't dip out on anybody. Uh, King Cannon was a fool. My daughter is the rightful queen. And you're like, I don't give a shit about all that. I'm just here to fuck you up. And he's like, fine, let's have you. And you fight right in the middle of this lands meet. And you fight Logan And you beat the shit out of him. Now, you don't kill him right away. You beat him down to his health is zero. Uh, game status. But he's still alive. There's this great cutscene. Oh, and yeah. then... And then they decide, like, okay, you won the trial by combat. You decide, you, Grey Warden, you, who have brought all the races together, who have built this great army, who has told us about the Blight, who has saved all of these collective uh, towns and cities, because it's a very long game. And they go, you, you decide. And you have a choice in that matter. You can declare, uh, you can declare Alistair as king, you can declare his daughter, Logan's daughter, as queen, or you can put them two together and make them married. Which and is king. awesome. Which is what and I chose. Queen. It took a lot which of is, persuasion. Which, which is what I chose too. And Alistair was not happy with me. <laughs> he did not want to be king. He makes it very adamant that he has no interest in being king. See, I talked him into uh, it. I made it to where he was like, oh, uh, I guess if I, he wasn't happy, but he was. I still didn't get too many points against him. Uh, now, if you kill Loghain... There's a secondary question right before you kill Loghain, which is amazing. Um... Which, for the first four playthroughs, I only thought, I only thought there was three endings to this video game. No. Nope. No. There are seven. There are seven fucking ways to end this game, and I didn't realize it because of my, because of my rash choices when it came to King Loghain. So what happens is, after the lands meet, and then everybody decides, okay, it's time to fucking fight this blight. You find out the ultimate truth about a blight, and that is... During the blight, to kill an archdemon, a gray warden has and take the essence of the archdemon into himself, and both creatures are destroyed. The gray warden is destroyed, yep. and you are destroyed. Now, in this moment, there is only you and Alistair 
So you're like, there's a third guy that, that but failed. he dies. Yeah, he fails. He dies. Anyways, so really, there's two endings. So you're trying to look at this game, going, okay, there's two endings. Either me or Alistair. Now, right before the battle scene, Morgana comes up to you and says, "Listen, if you lay in bed with me tonight and give me a child." It will be a Grey Warden, and I can take the Archdemon through an old spell that I know from my mom's grimoire, her mom's Flemeth. Flemeth. By the way, Flemeth uh, has her own Flemeth. lore herself. Well, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but she's like, there's an old ritual where I will take the soul of the Archdemon into that fetus, and it will be something else. But if I do this, the child is mine, and we run off together, and you do never, you never ask about the child. Which makes it hard, if especially if if Morgana's in love with you. It, yeah, it makes so it so cool. Really... So suddenly, here's three choices. Now I have three choices how to end this fucking game. That's how. Now I played through all three playthroughs, and I did all three playthroughs because I wanted to see how it ended. I martyred myself. I martyred Alistair. I fucked Morgana. If you keep King Kalen alive, you can make him a Grey Warden and he can be sacrificed. Yep, to the I Grey did that Warden. too. That's the fourth ending. That was my um, second playthrough, to be honest. Yeah, that is an amazing ending. However, I didn't really like it because then it makes King Kalen a hero, and I just really hate that sucker so much. Well, I don't want to give I him I like that it was credit. a redemption. I like that he was. It is like a redemption. It is a redemption story for him. Um, I personally like it when either your character gets snuffed out or Alistair because it's a great, great ending yeah. scene. And it's a beautiful story and it ties up so beautifully. Now, keep in mind that this whole first game only happens on one continent. Ferelden. Ferelden, yep, Ferelden. It only happens in the land of Ferelden. And you are aware that there are other continents because Sten talks about him being from Benari, oh, yeah. and there and they have their own homeworld. There's also Tevinter, which is across the street. There is also where across is that the homeworld? street. <laughs> well, across the uh, sea is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, well, that was fucking hilarious. And there is Orle. There's or the, the the town of Orle, which Orle is where is basically um, France. Which is where, which is where Zephyrin is from, who's like super gay and way into bondage. He is hilarious, he is hilarious. character. Hilarious. He is a hilarious character. And he's, a, and, he's a, and he's a assassin. Yeah, and he's an assassin. He's a gay, bondage-loving assassin. Well, not you know, he's not. It's not just him that's from Orlé. What's her name is too? Uh, the redheaded chick. Thank you. Yeah, Liliana, the church-loving bitch, who's just super crazy. Now, quick, quick backstory on her. She's she's like, she's like the psycho girlfriend, especially if you you know if you end up getting with her. She's got an amazing voice. There's one scene that she does this campfire song and. Oh, that's a great scene. It's an amazing scene. But anyway, her she thinks that the maker spoke to her. Yeah. Now, now the maker whether, told her to meet you in that first town. Now whether, that is fucking crazy in now itself. Now whether it happened or not, it's kind of up for up for, you know, it's on the fence. Uh, knowing that she knew to meet you there, that that's cool. But she uh, you find out that she, you know, especially later on that she's kind of a not a spy for you per se, because she's a bard, uh, and bards right, are basically she's a spy. yeah, bards are basically spies. They're they're people who they buy and sell information or get information one way or another. So that makes me wonder: Did she really know, or did she just did the maker really talk to her, or did she just like mm, maybe she's got all something? This, yeah, she's got all this information, and she's using that information to tweak for her own agenda. See, I believe. I believe seriously that she believes in the maker. I believe that she had, you know. Oh, I believe. I believe she believes in the maker. But I believe that, like I just said, like somebody told her that 
that you were going to be in that first town. And then she's like, oh, the maker works through this person. The maker told this person, gave this person the information, who yep. gave the information to me. And so it's all the maker's doing because everything's the maker's doing. It's a very satisfying ending. It's very climactic. And what it has in the game, which I super love about games, is it has that opening to suck you in, right? It gives you purpose while you're playing the game. It makes you love these characters. And then you feel like a fucking hero. You save the day. I save the world because who doesn't want to save the world? Oh, or especially who, in an RPG. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't want to become the ultimate badass and just rip through fucking Darkspawn, face the ultimate evil, and and get the girl and save the day? Like that's that's fucking that's that's mm-hmm. Hollywood 101. That's just that's just good shit. That makes a great game. Dragon Age Origins by itself when it first came out when i played it without knowing anything else about any of the other games just by itself on its own game is a solid nine out of ten for me when we heard about dragon age or, or dragon age 2 coming out i was extremely excited now i'm gonna start with what i didn't like everything looked exactly like as far as as far as uh graphics wise everything they, like they didn't do anything to make anything better it looked exactly no. like dragon age dragon origins age now the first scene is you're basically running from Darkspawn in Ferelden, and you're going you're going to this area where like you're getting to, on a boat and going to another area to get away from the blight. So you're going to going to Kirkwall. I'll let you. Yeah, you're going to Kirkwall. I'll let you take it from there, uh, Gambit. Here's what pisses me off about the opening because you're skipping one key thing, which is what I talked about earlier. They make you be Hawk. So your character's name is Hawk. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with a character. You're right. And he's a human, and he's a human. Now, you can still design your character however you want. If you can make him a, 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 a rogue, a warrior, a mage. Male, you can female, make, it doesn't matter. You can make, yeah, you can make him male or female. I, I don't like, so again, I don't like the fact that you are this guy. I've, told, I've talked about that before. It instantly loses a point for me that I have to be this character. Okay, so the magic, the magicalness of Dragon Age 1, which is Origins, you had this beautiful setup to seven different openings that funnel into a main story whereas this one is like one opening okay i guess there's no real reason off the jump there's no real reason to make another character so it's i guess do i just want to play a mage or rogue or a fighter i guess i can redo another character to play as a rogue but there's no real incentive because there's no new storyline you see for me i put a lot of thought into my characters i really do so for instance when i picked an elf and I was gonna play a rogue. Well, it makes sense that an elf rogue would have been a, uh, a an elf from the woods because he spends more time with the bow hunting animals. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. You see what I'm saying? So I really customized my characters, and this didn't have that. Now that's a minor thing. I can let go of that, and I did. No, it was I, something that bothered me too. But I was so excited that Dragon Age Two was coming out that it didn't. Exactly. That, that I still played it. So you get to Kirkwall. And you then, in true Dragon Age fashion, you start meeting characters that eventually form your party. Meeting one of the most influential characters, one of my favorite characters, Varric. Varric oh, is a, Varric, yeah. Varric is one of the very few... Uh, he stood out surface, in Dragon Age 2. Surface-dwelling dwarves, and actually becomes one of your main party members. He's a badass. He's uh, a lover, uh, a writer, a businessman. He is his story invokes two imaginative and, dwarf. Yeah, he is a very, very cool, cool character. He's the, probably one of the only things good that comes out of the second one. No, no, that leading things up does not make a good game. No, I it don't does. like game. I, I don't like games that literally can be explained away in a ten-minute cutscene for a game. See, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not. I'm not telling you saying the game is amazing. I'm just saying that 
Oh, God, no. The game was a disappointment. Let me, yeah, let me put it out there for you nerds. I waited so long for this game. I pre-ordered it. I loved it. I was so excited. I get home, and when I was done with the game, it's like I had the best sex of my entire life, and then the girl lives in a different state. Then that girl calls me and is like, hey, I'm going to come over. We're going to go for round two. And I'm like, fuck yeah, we are. And then she comes over and kicks me in the balls. <laughs> That's what two was like. It was like, like it was so bad. It was so terrible. No, now, again, no, the no, story again, wasn't, again. The story wasn't bad. It just wasn't much of it. No, exactly. The storyline was all a big giant lead up. It was all a big stroke fest. For Dragon Age Three, yeah. the pro another problem that I had with Dragon Age Two is that it's all centered in Kirkwall, whereas in Dragon Age Origins, it was centered in this entire continent, and you got to travel the continent. Yeah. Now You're stuck in this fucking town, and it's in not this shit town. And now it does have it does lead up to the thing because in this game you meet Corypheus. At uh, the yeah yeah. At the end, at the end, you meet Corypheus. That's the whole point. It's Corypheus sets up, and and in this game, we get to see Quinaris, not just big black men. Quinaris, <laughs> yep. Quinaris are actually a race of fucking horned motherfuckers, and they're badass. Yeah, but we actually get to see. It's almost Dragon Age Two gave Quinari like more of a. There was definition to the character. I will say that the storyline in it. So the point of the storyline too is that uh, there is a mage uprising happening in Kirkwall, and it's not necessarily mage uprising. It's a mage possession and mage freedom, and it's this whole very much church and state. Andrew thing. was a dick. That's all I gotta and, say. Well, and well, here's the thing. That's the problem that I have with this game. Is it very? It, it felt very. Okay, it was. It was like Bioware for the first time in their entire life. Just picked up a morality brick and just beat me over the head with a message. Like, here's the message: morality is bad, church is bad, religion oppression is bad, <laughs> racism is bad, sexism is bad, bad humans are bad. And it was just like me beating me with this morality brick, and it was like, okay, I get it. I fucking get it. We're fucking hot, flawed people. Can you stop beating me with this morality brick? Like, please stop pushing your agenda down my fucking throat, you fucking liberal hippie. Like, I fucking get it. There, you know, I, I'll put it this way. When Hawk's mom died, that was probably the most emotional part of the game. And that it wasn't was even pretty, that bad. That was that was a pretty deep moment. Though. Yeah. So, and I mean, not only did she die, but she died horribly. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll just explain this briefly. Someone was piecing together the perfect woman for him. And he was, people were disappearing. And the final person was Hawk's mom. And like basically made a, a Frankenstein's monster kind of thing. Hawk's mom's, like, head was the final yeah. piece. Yeah. It, it was Fuck just horrible. Up. It was horrible. And it was, you know, like, the whole time you're like, I kind of don't want her to die. But anyway, you go through a bunch of shit. The game, you can beat the game in, like, two days. It, you really got, see, that's my problem with this game. A few key things that really fucked this game for me, like, fucked it hard. It was, one, there was no sense of urgency in the game. So you're just this guy showing up to Kirkwall and you just get into this political problem? That's a shitty storyline, first of all. Second of all, there's no real accomplishment feeling at the end of the game. There's no real, like, ta-da-da-da-da-da! -da 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 -da! I did yeah. it. I'm the, I'm the mage. I, like, I'm the leader of this game. You and the other it, big and you're just like, shit's still fucked up. Yeah, you're like, you're like well, I, I didn't make a goddamn bit of difference. <laughs> like, I just, I just wasted my time playing this game. And the other big problem that I had with the game is it's very 
unmemorable. And that's how this game felt. It just it just felt very short in that in that respect. Plus, it didn't give you like like yeah, you can build relationships, but you couldn't build relationships like you did in Dragon Age Origins. When comparing Dragon Age two to one, everything just felt very flat. It felt very rushed. It yeah, felt very like I gotta agree felt, with that. It felt very filler. Um, I tell people all the time, you can honestly play Origins and then Inquisition and then skip Dragon Age Two and not really miss a whole lot. Well, like you, yeah, will miss, you will, explained. you will miss, yeah, you will miss a little bit more of like when the Kunari change and the Kunari culture, and you'll you'll miss a little bit of like Corypheus and the mages, and a little bit more of like the mages and the Templar and their beef and like the political. But like I said, that's another thing I I think they failed in this game is they went too political. Like if you're gonna give me a political message, wrap it up in fantasy, you know. But this was way too clear of a political message and it was yeah. just like it really was a video game against church and state which that's really what this game was about when you really get down to dragon well, age no we'll, we'll we'll talk about kind of the ending of this game what starts out the where shit starts to really go bad is when andrew who's a uh, uh, a mage who is possessed by a they call it a spirit a good spirit it's the spirit of justice right Yes. So he gets he gets possessed by a spirit of justice. Who he's also like think of like Robin Hood. He's saving other mages who are apostates. He himself is an apostate. I think he's in the Egg Gray Warden, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a very much hero complex. I want to save the world, and I want to. I want my people to be free and safe and manage themselves, and no Templars. Yeah. Again, very church and statey. You it's know, all, it's all well and good up until he jihads the freaking church. Yeah, he really does literally jihad that bitch. He, he, like he blows he overloads, it up. He overloads his own magical ability uh, mixed in with the the thing that's living inside him or possessing him, and it basically makes like a temporal A-bomb. Yeah, and that starts the, 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 the morality choice for you is do you side with the Templars and you, you kill the mages, or do you side with uh, the mages and you kind of destroy government in this town and again very political very church and statey this isn't this isn't a game of saving the world this is a game of politics i just don't like the game of politics the game also is the first time dragon age 2 is also the first time you see red lyrium yeah red lyrium corrupts which actually drives uh varic's brother insane they really did set it up for a third game and you're kind of like please god don't let this game suck now Dragon Age Inquisition. I almost didn't buy Dragon Age Inquisition because me of two. too. And I'm glad that I was like, oh, you know what's Bioware? I'll give them a chance. And, it, and that's my that was my thought too. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy this because I love the third one. And see, what got me was I was watching E3 and they did a gameplay trailer and it went back to like setting up your character. And I was like, oh, they fixed that. Okay, I'm gonna buy this. So again, much like Dragon Age Inquisition, here's Dragon Age or Dragon Age Origins. Here's Dragon Age Inquisition. That's the third game. And here it is. The game starts up and there's this cutscene of mages and Templars walking this summit. Like oh, that's mount- the first. That's the first. That's, that's the first thing you see. Yeah, that's like, then, it's not even. It's then, not even a cutscene. It's the start screen of the game. Yeah, it's the start screen, and then you, you push start, and then as you push start, it zooms into these people walking, and then <laughs> kaboom! Yeah. Fucking monster a bomb goes off and just kills fucking everybody. They're walking to the temple of sacred ashes. Yes. So this monster a bomb goes off, and then it goes to the loading screen. And like Dragon Age uh, Origins, you get to create your character. You, and now in this game, which I thought was super nerd boner, is you could be a Quinari, which I thought was fucking dope. So now you can be elf, human, dwarf, 
Kunari. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. So you pick your character, you design his face, you design his body, you design his sexy voice, you design, you know, what your armor looks like, you just you pick if you want to be a rogue. And then you wake up in this like ash covered thing and you're running it. These creatures are chasing you and you see this ghost and it's like, come to me, my child, I will butt fuck you. And you're like, yeah, butt fuck me. And like you go through this portal and you wake up and you wake up in the normal world in the explosion. And you wake up in jail and they're like, what the fuck happened? And you're like, what do you mean what happened? And they're like, everybody's fucking dead except for you. And you survived fucking- for some reason. And there's a tear in the sky, and the tear in the sky leads to the fade, and it's the same color as this magical thing on your fucking hand. What the dick is going on? And you're like, I don't know what the dick is going on. I just woke up from a concussion. I don't know if you know this or not, but I just got blown up, and I survived. And then they're like, well, people say that you stepped out of the fade, and that you stepped out, were pushed out by Andros. By the way, the fade, your physical form cannot enter the fade, according to the first two games. A physical yeah. form. You can go in through dream states as a mage, which is how they get, you know, possessed. So here you are, like, okay, and then you figure out that your hand, though, this this magical thing on your hand can close the rifts. So suddenly, you're kind of a hero. But now there's this, this big problem. All the major leaders of the Templars and the mages just got fucking eradicated. Same with the church. So there's no fucking government. There's no thing. There's a rift in the sky. It's fucking Armageddon. Shit's going crazy. And the only thing people do know is that you, this fucking guy who who survived this explosion because you're made of cockroach skin, yeah, you can close the rifts. So you're met with disdain and you're met with, like, joy. And then they invoke the right of the Inquisition. And the Inquisition was in times of turmoil turmoil the the leaders get together and they kind of right the wrongs now what's really dope about this is right off the jump the three characters that you initially meet you meet Varric, so Varric's back which is dope you meet cassandra she's from the second game who we didn't mention who by the way cassandra is so bait worthy as a matter of fact my first playthrough in dragon age 3 i romanced the fuck out of her i got um, liliana Oh, I wooed her. I wooed Cassandra like nobody wooed anybody ever. I wooed that bitch. It was amazing. You wooed her over and over again. Her over and over again. And you meet uh, Liliana's there again. Liliana from the first game, and now she's like, her and Cassandra are the right hands of like divine. Oh, the, the yeah, the divine. Divine. So, so Liliana and Cassandra are the right and left hands of the divine. Um, who died? What they you start know, like, think? Well, what people start thinking is that you're the and- Andraste's chosen. A jo- and yep, Andraste's chosen. You're actually the herald of Andraste. Yeah. What they call. It. And a lot of people just call you that. They'll just straight call you the herald. Like, what's up, herald? And you're like, stop calling me that. Yeah. I told you not to call me that. It bothers or me. Or you can be like, or you, you know? can embrace it. Like, fuck yeah, or you can I'm like, the herald. It, it, yeah, you could be like, fuck yeah, I'm the herald. I'm the I'm the man. I survived a nuclear blast, bitches. Yeah. What up? And, and of so course you don't remember it. No, you don't remember shit. And that's what the point of the game is. So the game is trying to rebuild the society and fighting the Darkspawn again, which is super dope. They brought back the Darkspawn, yeah. but the Darkspawn are a little bit different in this which, game. Which, but the this Darkspawn, the Darkspawn are corrupted by the Red Lyrium, which then leads to the ultimate bad guy ever, who is just super dope. I even brought him up in our in our podcast about ten best villains mm-hmm. and non-villains. I brought him up. His name is Corypheus. Who happens? Oh, you uh, find out much later on who's man. he might be one of the magistrates. Who no, he says he is. Oh yeah, I know. Well, I'm saying he might because you don't know it might be yeah you don't confirm it but it, it, 
based on Corypheus' stories, is that he was one of the first Treventors to crack the Golden City, and when he found there was nothing. He didn't find a god. So he now has to become a god and give this world what it deserves. A true, powerful, almighty god, which in his opinion means he has to destroy the entire world, which I don't fucking get that logic. Like, if you want to become a god and you want to give the people the god they deserve, why are you then going to kill everybody? That doesn't make much sense. It, and he was a very menacing, creepy character. Oh, yeah. like the art design of Corypheus was fucking It was like It was like uh, he was partially taken by the Red Lyrium. Yeah. And then so he, he was kind like of looked like a, a darkspawn, so think like zombie-esque. Now, your character finds out through all sorts of experience, you know, all sorts of <laughs> going through shit and doing stuff. In fact, I think you find out after going through a fade rift. Yeah, um, you fight a you fight the fear demon, yeah. which is a super, which is a giant fucking spider. And again, great art, graphic design because it oh, freaked yeah. me the fuck out when I played that game. I don't like spiders. I'm not a big, like I'm not afraid of a lot of things. I'm not really afraid of spiders. But if a spider was the size of a Buick, oh, this thing was I'm bigger a, than a, that. Yeah, this thing was bigger than that. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm just saying, if, if I saw a spider the size of a Buick, I'm shitting myself. Yeah, like. There's no, like, I might, if I have a sword or my knife on me, I might try to take it on, but there's a whole lot of me running at that point. Yeah. Like, you, you go to the Fade and you get your memories back. So this is kind of the downer of the, this is like one of the downer moments of the story, because you find out that you're not Andrasi's chosen. Well, what you actually, can be. I mean... What you find out is, and again, spoilers, what you find out is um, you were at the... Corypheus needed the divine part of the ritual her blood basically to fuck her over with this orb to crack the heavens mm -hmm. you you busted into the church and interrupted the ceremony and your hand grabbed the orb giving you the powers to shut down the rifts fucking up Corypheus's plans and that's why he's fucking balls pissed at you so when the, everything exploded you were basically shielded within that bubble and it was the divine spirit who led you out of the fade and not the divine Andraste again how you want to interpret yep. that is you, you play the game. That's why I highly suggest playing the game because you really get to put your own sense of morality into this. And that's why if I you want to believe it's the divine, the divine spirit right. that saves you, because it really does. It, it leaves it up for interpretation. And it you can really even go. Does. You can even go. Hey, that might be Andraste herself. You don't know, exactly. or it could be a demon or something fucked up trying to get you. And did. that's and and this is where Bioware went back to its roots about being very good about. Like, yeah, we're going to put in morality, and we're going to put in religion, and we're going to put in politics, but we're going to leave it up to you. We're going to give you the facts, but they're not set in stone facts. You get to kind of carve your own path, and that's the beauty of these games, mm -hmm. is you carving your own path, much like real life. And there's this great moment where in Dragon Age they talk about gays, and they talk about transgendered, because there's a transgendered person in Dragon Age Inquisition, oh, yeah. which I think which I think is a real cool little aspect they put into it. And they mentioned, they say like, and you talk to Bull and you're like, hey, you don't really care that she's not really a he. And he's like, look, dude, I've got horns. You shoot fireballs out of your ass. Who are we to judge human beings? In the game, they constantly ask you, do you believe in the maker? And you can be like, no, I'm Elvin. I believe in my own gods. Or no, I don't believe in any gods. Or you can straight, there's an answer. Of, I believe I don't in myself. Oh, yeah, or I believe in myself. But my favorite is the I don't know answer. Like, I don't know what I believe. Yeah. You know, like, I'm living in this crazy world. I don't know what the fuck to believe. Well, you see, the, way I, like the way I see that is that it, it's if you're playing your character, like, realistically, because let's be honest, all this bad shit happens to you. And it is bad shit. I mean, you got this thing on your hand that could possibly kill you. Uh, 
you know, it, it, you, you can't remember how you got it at the time. And all this bad shit is constantly happening around you. You might die because of this because they that that at the time when they found you, they thought you were in, you were a possible suspect of causing that that rift or blow the explosion. So right, they honestly thought you did yeah, explode. Which yeah, just freaking really. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. Is like again, that's what I love. That's what I truly love about this game and why why I want to do a full podcast about it about all three of these games is because they're just such well written games they really are you can literally lose yourself in these video games and really at the end of the day when it comes to video games isn't that the point mm. to lose yourself in this video game so you find out all these things about you you find your memories and then it's the idea that you have to build up your army once again again giving you a sense of purpose in this game you now, know like the now mind you there's also a, a shit ton of new npcs and friends and people oh you can find as, as well yeah. you know Blackwall is probably one of my favorite characters Blackwall is a great character because you find out that he's not spoiler he's not really Blackwall and that that was a mind fuck uh, you know and that that's a good character Morgana comes back you know and that was pretty cool I, there's a lot of questions about Morgana that aren't answered hell you even see Flemeth but we'll, we'll get to that uh, continue with the story yeah so the story keeps going and you find out all these you find out all these things uh, you know trying to save you know trying you find all these things about your memory. You get all your memory back, and then again, you take it for what it is. You eventually become the leader of the Inquisition, uh, becoming the Inquisitor, which you know is what everybody ends up calling you. Let's and talk you, about again, one of the aspects of the game that I hated. What's that? Further, the time mission, the timed missions. Uh, basically, you you can go into a the the battle room or whatever you want to call it, and you look down at a map, and you can do certain things. And each one of them, you know, when it first starts off, it's like, ah, five minutes. You can you, you send whatever on five minutes. It's ten minutes. Well, it starts to get bad. It starts going, like, 24 hours. And that's an MMO thing that really pisses me off in MMOs. So, and, and other games are starting to incorporate that stuff. It, it, I don't want to have to wait 24 hours to fucking continue with a story. Yeah, that's true. That's what pisses me off. And I, I like it, but I hate it at the same time. I think that if they made it a little less demanding and the, the idea is and the idea is to make you oh go out and play the game a little more or go to sleep or whatever while it's doing that you know what it, you know what it tells me what what that tells me is oh we're too lazy to write more of the game so we're gonna make you wait this this long so it can make the game clock go longer so what is initially a 40 hour game is now an 80 hour game I can see that. It, it definitely, I will agree that it, it could have been done better. You become the Inquisitor, and it's it's time to summon your armies and gather up the forces and get these treaties and become king, basically, which is really fucking awesome. Oh, it makes you feel like you're fucking king. It's great. Again, yeah, it does. It. This game really, again, this game goes back to Dragon Age Origins, where it really invests you into what you're doing. And it uh, was amazing. Skyhold was an amazing castle, and while you're doing this, you're finding out a little more things, and you find out through one of your partners, um, oh god, what's the elf's mage name? Uh, uh, Solus. Through Solus, you find out that the the orb is elven made, and like this is elven magic, and there's a lot more magic going on that, 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 that we don't want to talk about, because he is a fade, like, he's, like he's, master. Yeah, he, he definitely, he, follow, he talks about going to sleep places, and talking with old friends and and a lot of those friends are are spirits and in this game you find out that there it's not just good spirits and bad spirits there's a there's there's like 50 shades of gray <laughs> yeah you know there really is they're, you know they're not it's not just straight a demon and a good spirit a regular spirit can become a demon by being forced to do something that's against its will like justice 
if justice is in all again it's 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 the eye of the beholder if justice sees that it needs to kill someone for a for a just cause it becomes a demon and it, it's what's the opposite of justice or yeah or vengeance and there's so much more to solace and we'll get to that but you find out that this orb is elven made it's ancient ancient elven magic so yeah so you find all these things about it that you don't really want to find out that you don't want to leak out and you're building up this army and you and you and and you're all the while you're dealing with the corruption of the red lyrium and your side quests with your characters and all this fucking great shit but then it all kind of comes to a head and that is you find out that he's going after the like the well of the what is it the well of um yeah the well of sorrows that he's going after and yeah he does have his own orange demon that he corrupts so this whole time you're like trying to figure out now the well of sorrows has like all the information ever stored and it's from the elves from back in the time when the elves were immortal and there's a morality choice when you get to there because there's spirits that are guarding the well of sorrows and then you learn about like if you drink from this you actually bind yourself to one of the very old gods who is this who is very important this is a very big thing you, you bind yourself to this goddess who later we find out who it is and the goddess has a wolf and we find out later who that is and it's a fucking a mind blow we'll get to that at the end we'll get to we'll that we'll get to that but, but the, during the, well but the goddess throughout the game, yeah, it talks about the, what the not the gray wolf. What, what's he called? Yeah, the, the, I think it is the gray wolf the gray actually. Wolf. Like and, he the has a wolf and, like... and he has a name, and it's it. The, and they're supposed to be like one's a god, the other one's a goddess. And right. So con continue on. Yeah. So then you find out like the well tells you that you can get a you can train a dragon basically. You can capture a dragon, train it, and that dragon can fight the archdemon dragon. So you go do that. And when you go there, you find out surprise, surprise. There's fucking Flemeth. And what do you find out? That the goddess you bound yourself to is fucking Flemeth. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she is the god, the oldest goddess, worshipped by the elves. Is fucking Flemeth from the first fucking game. Now, you knew Flemeth was always a powerful witch because when we didn't talk about in the first game was that you can fight Flemeth and then that bitch turns into a demon. Moreover, what you find out is that Morgana is actually Flemeth and how Flemeth keeps herself alive is that she has a daughter and then possesses the daughter. Yep. It's fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. So, like, we've always known that Flemeth is very, very powerful, but we did not know that she was a fucking goddess the entire time, which... Which brings up why, why, if you kill her in the first game, you're not actually killing her, you're just killing her mortal body, and she's going back to being a goddess, well, which she, really blows your fucking mind if you play the first game Well, out. she also, she also saved your, the Hawk family in the second game, which we didn't bring up as well, and we had to do something for her in that game. Exactly. So, so you, you find out that she's a god, and she gives you this information, then you fight the dragon, pretty cool cutscene fighting the dragon, then you cut, they fight the dragon, and then you move on to fighting Corypheus, which is literally one of the coolest fight scenes. It takes a little while. When it doesn't freeze. When it doesn't freeze. Fucking game. Fucking game. And it has the coolest cutscene that you find out. And again, Ender, spoilers, I'm not going to tell you exactly how it is, but I will tell you that the oh. wolf is fucking Solus. 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 Solus is a god. He's a god throughout the fucking game. He was never what he said he was. He was the wolf. He was the... And not only is he the wolf, he kills fucking Flemeth! And what really trips me out, what really bothers the fuck out of me, is my first playthrough, I became best friends with Solus. You yep. think he would have fucking mentioned that? Yeah. But no! 
oh, it's such a trip. It's such a good game. It's so nerd satisfying. And there's so many little nuances that we missed, and there's so many things we can go back and talk about. And the things like the, the you could literally spend an entire podcast talking about your favorite characters of this game because there's so many of them, and there's so many great characters. There's so many great moments, and what the fuck moments, and mind blowing, just like moments that you're just like, oh my god, I love this fucking game. Yeah, I, about, and it's, I about shit myself when I saw that that last cutscene when. You know when Solus reveals himself as the Gray Wolf, and I was like, "Yeah, <gasps> really?" And like, I, I was, you know, and of course, you owe you since since your character pretty much bound yourself to Flemeth as a goddess, uh, you owed her a favor. Well, she's dead now, so it makes you wonder, who do you owe a favor to? I really hope they make a new game. Bioware, man, you got to get on that. You got to well, make a new fucking there's game. There's DLC. There's a shit ton of DLC for it. I've never. Yeah, but it. I want. But I want a new game. I I want a new game. Yeah, you know, and I I think that I would like to see Liliana be a playable character. The final fight with Corypheus could have been a little better, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a little was like a, anti. It was bland. It was a little anti I'm not gonna lie. It was like, well, that's how I chop his head off okay well i think i think when he died i was like i was expecting more yeah i was expecting like have you ever you ever watched the movie idle hands yeah when he like when they finally killed the little demon hand it's like it's just like it's like a, it's like a puff of smoke he's like he's like he's like he, seth green sums up her he's like that was it i mean don't get wrong i'm glad everybody's safe and i'm glad we saved the day but like no rah, hellfire nothing that i mean that was kind of weak <laughs> you know that i was ex- you know, I was expecting an explosion, and I got a queef. Exactly. So, I mean, there's, and again, I wish I had more time, but we've already done like a two-hour podcast on this, and there's just so much into it, guys. I know we spoiled a lot, but if you haven't played it, go play it. And if, and if there's something you want to ring on it, like hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. There's so many great characters. Well, I know, I know that awkward Moogle loves Iron Bull. Yeah. Like that girl loves the Iron Bull, and we can talk about the Iron Bull all well, fucking Sarah, day. Sarah, Sarah, you know, and the Red Red Jenny crews. See, I know you liked her. I fucking couldn't stand that fucking. Rag. Yeah, let us know what your favorite character is, or favorite moment from that game. Or favorite or, moment all from three all games. three games. Yeah. And if you love it, you know, and if you love Dragon Age two, I know we didn't spend a lot of time on it because honestly, I really hated it. And like honestly, my nerd boners was Dragon Age Origin nine, Dragon Age two a three, Dragon Age uh, Inquisition an eight. Like I really, I really love these games. Dragon Age, I would give Dragon Age in Origins and Inquisition. I'd both give a nine. Dragon Age two. Would probably because we didn't even talk honestly. We didn't even talk about the uh, exp- expansion for Dragon Age One. Yeah, we didn't even get into the expansions. Where, where it talks about where it gets even further in, but which again, it's the expansion was exact exact graphics as Dragon Age Two. But Dragon Age Two, I'd give nerd boners maybe like a three and a half. Yeah, it was that's... it was it was the story made it good. There was a few good parts where like it was emotional. But you can beat it in two days, as opposed to it took like a month and a half for Dragon Age Origin. Right, no kidding. We got a couple more good podcasts coming up, though. I know that for a fact. Oh you yeah. Know, oh you yeah. Know, hopefully, all three of us boys will be back together. Sunry will get his shit together. He's just tired. He needed a nap. Baby needed a nap. Yeah, the boy had to work tomorrow, so you know what? It it's understandable. Uh, yeah, expect good things from us guys. And uh, remember, episode forty is going to be the end of season two. We'll take a little bit of a break. And then come back uh, freshened and anew, fresh and renewed, and ready to come up with some more awesome topics to talk about. So once again, everyone, thanks for listening and stay sexy.